This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's popped up. Shallow center field. Correa is out, calling everyone off. He's there, makes the catch, and that is the ball game. Now, the Houston Astros are 2017 American League West champions. Another Astros podcast. Welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined by Astros general manager Jeff Luno before the Astros play the Red Sox in game three of the American League Division Series. And uh, you know, the first two games couldn't have possibly gone any better for, for the Astros. Jeff getting out to early leads and, and some great performances and winning each game by identical scores, 8-2. to two. And uh, obviously you're hoping for similar results today. We are. We got a big assist from our home crowd. They were unbelievable, and it really felt the energy. The players felt the energy. And the team really felt and looked like the team that we saw in May and June that, that were dominant both offensively and from a pitching standpoint. So hopefully we get a little bit more of that here today. Hey, let's talk about Brad Peacock. I mean, Brad in spring training, where he's come from then until now, and what were you guys thinking about in spring training? I know he was out of options, but did you feel like he was going to be on the staff? I, you know, as a front office, we wanted him to make the team, and we didn't care what role he was in. So he pitched well enough in spring to earn himself a spot on the team, and at that point, because of the way the other guys had pitched, it wasn't in the rotation. And A.J. started to use him, and first it was an inning at a time, and then two innings mm. and three innings and higher leverage situations, and all of a sudden we have an injury, and he goes into the rotation, and uh, really started to blossom there. So he's had a pers- spectacular year, and he really deserves this Game 3 start. What was it about the pass that you saw in Brad that it, you knew he had more value than he'd showed before? You know, he always had good stuff, and he was working really hard to get better, and it's a great lesson for everybody because this is a guy that he's in the middle of his career, and he made some changes that, that really propelled him to become what he is right now. He, he uh, refined his slider, yeah. more command of his fastball, and he's able to, with those two things, he was able to be really successful this year. Now, I asked A.J. Hinch this question earlier, just talking about Brad Peacock, and I'm going to ask you the same question. Was there a point, like a turning point for you, an epiphany where you, you just kind of looked up and you just realized, hey, this guy, he's not just off to a good start. Brad Peacock is, is one of our top starters right now. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a, a supporter of Brad, so I've always looked at, at him and seen what was possible. But I think this year, it was even before he got into the rotation, when he was coming out of the bullpen and we had a, a one-two punch of long relievers of Devo and Peacock, and these guys were able to keep us in games when the starter only lasted three or four innings and they were able to shut down the opposition. I think when I started to look at the numbers, the strikeout sprinting, the fact that he wasn't walking guys, uh, that's when I realized that this guy's really blossoming into a real asset for us. When did you realize that this offense had so much balance and so much depth? Really early on when, when we started to look at the lineup and you see McCann and Guriel and, and Marwin and, and, and Bregman in the bottom of the order yeah. and, and watching those guys produce. I mean, our bottom of the order, I think, produced more than a lot of teams middle of the order for, over the course of the year. So that was our goal in the offseason. We accomplished it, and I think it's uh, creating headaches for the opposition pitcher now because – you look at the bottom of our order today, those are pretty good bats. There's no breathing room. There's not. Here's the 1-1. One, one. This ball's belted to left. That ball's got a chance. Make it three. Are you kidding me, Altuve? Three home runs. 
That's an MVP. First Houston Astro ever to hit three home runs in a postseason game. Of course, it feels really good to hit three homers. But in the end of the day, it's, it's about winning the game. My homers don't count for tomorrow. So we got we to gotta go out there and try to, you know, win the game again. And, you know, we are playing a really good team with a big history behind them, the Rexes. And, you know, we have to do everything we can to, to keep playing good. And welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks once again joined by Astros General Manager Jeff Luno before Game 3 of the ALDS at Fenway Park. And Jose Altuve in a historic performance with three home runs uh, in Game 1. And uh, got wound up getting a couple more hits in Game 2. Wound up got it, getting intentionally walked twice in Game 2. I mean, just a, just a special performance. So when you came to the Astros, Altuve was already in the big leagues, but he wasn't necessarily seen as, as a power hitter or a run producer at that point in his career. Where was the point where you started to realize that uh, Altuve had a chance to be more than just a guy who gets singles and some doubles? Really, I mean, he blossomed every year. He got better and better. Last year was the first year that we saw the power take take it up to the next level. But having him hit three home runs in a postseason game is, is such an incredible feat. I, ha- I was with the Cardinals in 2011 when Albert Pujols did it in Texas. The, mm-hmm. Not many players can do that and usually expect not a small second baseman but a, a big slugger type. Um, you know, he, he's done so much to improve his game every single year. And when he started laying off some pitches at the fringes of the strike zone and the pitchers started to have to come into him, that's when, he, that, that's when the power started to come. He is a very strong man. Hey, A.J. Hinch was mentioning earlier in his press conference today that he's proud of this organization about the way they blend the analytics and the gut instinct and the information. The coaching staff is all in. Tell us a little bit about that blend and the way you guys work off of each other. You know, A.J. has a degree in psychology, and he, one of his biggest strengths is that he, he really relates to each player. Mm. He finds ways to connect with the player, whether it's talking about the family, talking about their experiences, et cetera. And that connection is invaluable because when, you, you know, when you're in the heat of the battle and you're trying to tell someone you're pulling them out of the game or someone, you have someone's not going to get the start, uh, those personal connections are really what drive the, you know, the, the relationship staying positive. So as an organization, we know that you know, anytime we make a decision, human beings are affected. Mm-hmm. And the more we can handle that uh, in a compassionate uh, way, I think we really try and do that. You look at the way this this the season that this team has had, obviously, and it's been a special year. And throughout most of the year, obviously, you're you're thinking about you know the next game and the next series and all that. And there's just a lot of things that could go on. It's a long season. Have you been able to sit back and enjoy uh, this postseason? Because it's a little different at this level. Obviously, the pressure is a little higher and the stakes are higher, but uh, it's not quite the same in terms of some of the day-to-day stuff. Are you having fun, or is it something you're going to have to kind of step back and and reflect on after it's all done? I'll tell you what. I haven't needed my alarm in in a while. I (laughs) I get up early every morning, and I sort of pinch myself. It is so special still being here. My goal is to do another one of these pregame radio shows two weeks from now. <laughs> all right. That would be outstanding. Uh, if we can accomplish that, I'll be happy and I'll be able to take it all in. Jeff, I was thinking about Joe Musgrove and Chris Davinsky, who are obviously very tight together. They work out together in the offseason. But two players who were possibly in the mix to be starting pitchers throughout the rest of the season, they could be starters here in the playoffs. The way things have turned out, they're high leverage guys at the back end of the bullpen. Where do you see them going forward? Do they have a chance to start later on? And, and what about Francis Martez, too? Great question. I think Martez is definitely going to be a starter for us next year, maybe in AAA, and we'll see if there's an opening for him in the big leagues. But 
Uh, Musgrove, I think AJ and I are going to battle on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have different points of view about maybe what's going on in the which, future. Which way do you stand? Oh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> uh, Devo, I think we've all realized that his best role is the role that he served in this year. So it's nice to have those options. It's nice to know that you've got young pitchers with great stuff that can do multiple roles. That's a huge benefit for our organization. That's, those are great surprises, though. Absolutely. No question about it. I mean, those guys, I mean, Musgrove made our rotation. Devo is capable of being a starter, but those two guys are now high leverage relievers. And who, who would have thought a few years ago that those guys would be our seventh and eighth inning guys? Mm-hmm. All right. Astros General Manager Jeff Luno, thanks for joining us. Hopefully some champagne's getting poured on your head later today. Let's hope so. Okay, we'll get started with AJ. Uh, first question. Brian. Tags. Knew it. Um, your, the dynamic of the lineup today with uh, Reddick moving up um, against the right-hander, is that just a pretty standard move at this point? Yeah, you know, it's it's the way we've gone uh, for most of the season. So, you know, having Reddick in between the righties is key. Uh, Bregman down in the six hole, he's been productive from there uh, really the whole season. So, um, you know, the, the batting order changes, shifts a little bit, right-handed, left-handed. We, we faced two lefties to start this series, which made it seem a little bit more consistent than normal. But um, I love having Reddick in between Springer and, and, and Altuve. Uh, with a with the right-handed starter, and then obviously it impacts the left-handed relievers coming in. It sounds like they have three today. Well, we had one here last week. It was it was raining. We haven't we haven't had too many delays. Um, you know, obviously we have a roof in Seattle, roof at home. Maybe every team should have a roof. Um, but, you know, it will be fine. I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll pay attention to it. It sounds like the forecast is going to open up a little bit and be fine for game time. It, it, it does hurt the, the pregame activity on the field. So, uh, but that's okay. Day game, Sundays, we normally don't hit anyway. We'll be fine. Brian again. Have you noticed just a, a pretty just everyday business-like approach with this team, even after going up 2-0, it just seemed like they were as loose as they could be yesterday. And is that a product of just the way you've kind of uh, guided them all season through having the best record in the league? For the you know, our our, uh, our personality is one of our best traits, and and the consistency in that is the same. You know, we've uh, it was that way when we were, were winning early in the season and there was a lot of love for us, and, and we jumped out to the best record in baseball. It was that way. You know, when we scuffled a little bit through a couple stretches, getting swept in a couple cities, uh, these guys, these guys, th- their temperament is is exceptional. I think our guys take pride in that. We come to the ballpark every day, ready to play. There's an enthusiasm that comes with um, with our clubhouse, and whether young, old, uh, in the middle, and it's a, it's a tribute to the to the culture that's been built here. But the chemistry that the players have have formed. Uh, it's pretty special. Most teams that win say that. Most teams that are in this position say that. Uh, we're living it. David. Um, outside of what you just said, what is the most underappreciated aspect of, of your club? You know, what do you do better than a lot of people don't realize? Uh, I think I think from a from a depth standpoint, you know, we're we're rolling out a pretty good player in a lot of different spots, and they're not all big names, and they're not all big paycheck guys. I mean, these are. Uh, guys that we utilize their strengths as much as you know hopefully as well as anybody in the league and that starts today starting pitcher is a good example of that Brad Peacock's not not been a household name but you look at his his numbers his performance his um, his pitching attributes his pitches that 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 he can execute um, and his performance has been really exceptional so I, I think 
the depth of our roster, I mean, having, having one through nine have really productive uh, seasons, having, having some, some guys step up, the matchups that we do. Uh, I just think we have a chance to throw a really good player at you every situation possible, young, old, and like I said, in the middle. So, um, you know, what we do better, I mean, it obviously can, can be evaluated over, over the course of the whole season. But uh, we're pretty good at what we do because of the players we have and the, and the system that we have in place to, to try to maximize their strengths. Mark? AJ, a few days ago, Joe Musgrove told us he wasn't getting it done as a starter. He had to find a way to help. What do you think about mm-hmm. the way he is doing what he's doing now? Yeah, and again, I think that's part of, um, you know, of the, of the beauty of this team is they'll do anything. They really will. And, and, and a lot of people will say that, and obviously Joe was at a crossroads of the year where we had a lot of starters coming back. We were getting healthy. We, you know, he was scuffling a little bit, have a bad game or two. Um, that willingness to, 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 to try to figure it out is – is very key in maximizing their strength and maximizing their performance. So, you know, what it turned into is now a leverage reliever who I have complete confidence if the game's on the line with him in the, in the game. So it doesn't mean he's not a starter long term. I think the value of having him be able to do both over the next few years is going to be key. But, um, you know, that, that spike in performance in the bullpen from him starts with the mentality of I've, I've got to figure out what I can do uh, to be better and to be, to be a part of this. Because if, if you're – if you're too stubborn in your own ways and you just you just continue to you know to, to battle failure then then this league will adjust to you and you'll find your way out but Joe did the opposite and stayed humble stayed hungry and 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 has turned into one of our elite relievers AJ, we, we talk a lot about the players being relaxed and being business like what's this moment like for you right now I'm a nervous wreck can't you tell I mean we're, we're in game three of the division series uh, no I'm good I, I, I think um, I love this time of year. I love. I'm so proud of being the manager here and, and, and leading this this group of men. And um, I'm having fun. I mean, I, I think you know we, we we do all this work to get to these moments, good or bad. You know, I think I obviously still remember, you know, the agony of 2015 or the disappointment of 2016, and now the joys of 2017 for these moments. And if you don't keep perspective and you don't enjoy these moments, then why do we sit up here? Like, why do we do the work we do if we don't enjoy it? So. Uh, I'm having a great time. Obviously, we have a good team. It's always fun to have a good team, but uh, I'm pretty fortunate to have uh, you know the, the players on board, the, the coaching staff that's pretty tirelessly working towards you know a big goal. And and there's no complaints out of me. AJ, uh, to dovetail off of that, uh, yesterday during the workout, you were hanging out with the infielders, you mm-hmm. part of the BP. You seem to, on a regular basis, gravitate towards that group. Is Working it because, on my Spanish. <laughs> is this because they're yeah. that much fun? Or do you yeah, no, they are. I mean, I, we have a routine every day where I hit ground balls to the left side. Alex Cora hits ground balls to the right side. And then, and then we sort of convene behind second base. And, and it's just connecting with people. You know, this job, it, it, there's a lot of X's and O's that get scrutinized and talked about. And, and, and that's that's a fun part. The, ba- the baseball game is awesome for a manager and, and the movement of the pieces and the decisions that are made. Connecting with people is what this job's really about. And and good and bad. You know, guys that have good seasons, guys that have bad seasons, good days, bad days. Um, I want our players to always know I have their back. And it takes time. It takes relationships. It takes, um, you know, a, a kind of a program in place to where they know we're all in the trenches together. So that little time behind second base is valuable for me just to – we, you, you got, if you had a microphone out there, you'd be shocked at some of the things we talk about. Some of it being baseball, some of it, um, you know, lately being babies. You know, we got Altuve's got a young baby. Marwin's wife is due. Um, you know, the other guys are, are fine now. So 
it, it's a it's a it's a it's an important time to connect with your players on, during BP is the most uh, or the easiest way to do it. You had mentioned multiple times about not sitting on Brad Peacock maybe being a starter in the playoffs and people always assuming new guys. Did he use that at all? Or is he oblivious to that kind of stuff? He's pretty oblivious. I mean, he's not the most emotional player we have. He's pretty even keeled. So I um, I think the internal burn for him, he wants to start. He wants to start. And and I think that that internal fortitude is what's made him really good. He'll never really show you his emotions. He's He's pretty quiet and pretty stoic and and very willing to do whatever. If I'd walked up to him at the end of the season and said, hey, man, we, we think it's best to use you in the bullpen, um, he might have had some disappointment, but he would have moved on really quickly. But I, I think just the obvious performance was something that we just couldn't couldn't overlook. And I don't think anybody around baseball should overlook it. These strikeouts are real. The, the temperament's real. His chance to give us a uh, – or his ability to give us a chance to win today is real. So that's why he's in there. Alex. A lot of times people talk in the postseason about the heightened importance of execution and you know, almost as if there is a different form of execution that you're looking for in the playoffs. As a, from a pitching standpoint, mm-hmm. what, what's different about you know, what execution means at this time of year? Uh, I, think it, I think just the swing of emotion during at-bats uh, that are heightened. You know, I think everybody, you know, a 1-1 pitch in April uh, against uh, any particular hitter is a big deal. That swing count between 2-1 and 1-2 is, is a big deal. You factor in the emotion and energy that's in a ballpark in a playoff atmosphere and, and the decisions that are made much faster than they are during the season or the, the difference in 90 feet and the pressure that puts on or what a one-run lead today does to the Boston Red Sox or to the Houston Astros. All of that combined makes uh, for execution being kind of at the, at the forefront of your thought. And so when you're misfiring or they're – you're giving away a free 90 feet or you're, you know, you miss out over the plate and, and Jose Altuve hits not one, not two, but three home runs. Those, those, that magnitude of the moment is why execution is talked about right now. If you, if, you can, if you can harness all that and not be distracted by the fear that, that, that the playoffs instills in players and instills in the failure that, that these guys are driven by, um, then you've got a pretty good temperament on your team. And that's what we try to tell our players is execute the best you can and I'll make decisions you know, based on what we see, but uh, don't try to don't try to do anything more than you've done for the first six months. And last one's for AJ, David. Yeah, somewhat related to that, your club is known for making data-driven decisions. How often do your instincts overrule those, and does the the postseason change that dynamic at all? Yeah, no, I love I love that our organization is known as analytically driven, and, and we try to make smart decisions. I and mean, whether you believe in analytics or not, you're trying to make smart decisions. Um, but that that's not the only thing we are. We're a pretty good blend of of instincts and intellect and and information, and then and, and player feedback. I mean, there's so much encompasses the decisions that I make or, or uh, that our organization makes via player development or trades or whatever. So. Um, it goes a little far sometimes that, 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 you know, we do have emotions, we do have people, we do have uh, instincts. And, and, you know, what we try to be better than anybody in the league is, is the blend that it takes to make smart decisions within the realm of running a team. And whether that's playing time, whether that's in-game decisions, whether that's trade, um, you know, we're, we're churning at a pretty good rate right now. This has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.